headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I am joined by George Campbell to my right, and we are taking, there you go, we're taking calls all afternoon about your life, your money, your financial situation, your quandaries, if you will. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will do our best to help you out. All right, let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got Judy May, and I'm going to say it like this, Greenville, South Carolina. What's going on, Judy May? Yes. Just to let you know, I have been listening since Ramsey started. Wow. It's been a long time. I have grandkids that are still using his principles. Wow. My That's situation awesome. is uh, in June, I was in a budgetel motel in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, couldn't stay the night because there was prostitution going on uh, in the room next to me. Yikes. And there was all kinds of uh, scary stuff going on in the parking lot, packed with people. I left, did not spend the night couldn't even it wasn't even safe to go to the desk to cancel came back the next morning with family that had spent the night there and they got their money back um but they would not give me my money back because uh i had paid through budget uh, a booking.com and it would have to go through them i have been fighting this since june the uh hotel has motel has now changed hands and the new owners won't make good on it. The old owners wouldn't make good on it. And they're hanging up on me when I call. How much was Booking. their room? Com is not willing to do anything. And the um, credit card company um, through Sam's has been trying to do something and not getting anywhere. I don't know what to do at this point. It's $290. For one night? Any recourse whatsoever. Wow. Was this a one-night stay or was this multiple nights? It was uh, a three-night reservation. I didn't even spend the first night there. I got back to the motel with family that took me to my uh, motel room at 10 o'clock. Within a few minutes, I knew that it was only going to escalate and be worse in the middle of the night. So uh, I let my uh, um, son came and um, took me back to my car. So basically they what's... Were at, they were at the other end of the motel and it wasn't quite as effective for them, but their motel room was very dirty. Mine was at least not dirty, Ooh. but I couldn't stay there. It wasn't safe. So you paid the 290 You want a refund because yes. this place was terrible and it's frustrating you that book that... Okay, what was the name yes. of the hotel? You said Budgetel? It was Budgetel. It has now been changed to OYO Motel in Tallahassee. So what you're saying to the public is don't stay at OYO Motel in Tallahassee. Thank you for the PSA, if nothing else. Let me tell you, can I just set your mind at ease, Judy May? You coming on this radio show and telling these millions of folks not to stay at OYO is worth more than the two hundred ninety dollars. <laughs> you just I was hoping you jacked up a little bit <laughs> for that one person who's on Booking dot com right, right now going oh why oh yeah so if, if just just understand that number one um your best bet <sighs> yeah. I mean of course you can try Booking dot com and try to escalate it a thousand times up to you know That's supervisors right. and management. You can keep going back to the hotel and explaining. You can go mm-hmm. to the credit card company and, and keep trying to get the charge back. Mm-hmm. Those are your three best bets here. You can report you know, a claim on Better Business Bureau's website, and the business has to they respond to that. Respond. I did that. They don't, even, they, uh, they don't respond to me at all. Okay. I've tried numerous times. Here's the problem. At the end of the day, at some point, your time is worth something, isn't it? Yes. 
So at yeah. some point, do we go, all right, listen, we've expended 18 hours worth of energy. Now I get yeah. that the, based on principle, you're, you're willing to fight this thing till your last breath. But mm -hmm. <laughs> there may not be a day where Judy May gets her full $292 back. Unless someone who yeah. works at Booking.com goes in the chats and says, Judy May, contact me. I'll help you out. So if you work at Booking.com and you can help her out. Make this right. Or you work at OYO and you, you can help her out, hit up the chats and say, Judy May, come holler at me. I'll make this right for you. But I, I agree with George. At some point, you've got to just go this is back in chalk June. it up to a loss. So the longer the time goes yeah. on, the harder oh, it's going to be to get it back. Yeah. So I'm sorry yeah. you're going through this, Judy May. That's a real bummer. I, I'm especially, I get rowdy at bad customer service <laughs> situations like that. And I'm the guy who fights for the refund. My wife is in the car going like, I can't even be in that situation. I get it. But I get it. I, look, I would be like her. I, I hate when something I forked over my money for does not turn out the way. Yep. Also, cancel the Sam's Club credit card, Judy May. Come Good on. Call. You've been listening to us for too long. Good call. Cut Ooh. that. And say, hey, I'm canceling because y'all treated me like this. That's reason number one. Number two, Dave said no. I love it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's crazy. Um, Sorry, I'm thinking about that. $290. I mean, three nights. It ain't nothing. You're, you're ticked off because you're like, I... I planned on being somewhere for three nights. She had to stay somewhere else. So that's some other money forked away, plus a 290. And then everybody's pointing. It's like that Spider-Man thing where they're all pointing at the other person. No, it was him. No, it was Booking.com. No, it was OIO. And at some point, is this worth taking a small claims court and getting lawyers involved no. to try to get this money? It's not. Probably not. It happens to the best of us. We all get in these situations. And at the end of the day, you just have to be like, well, Lesson I'm learned. Out. Lesson learned. Number one, book direct. That's an important note for a lot of people out there. Some of these websites, you have trouble when it's through a third party. That's, I, I never so. use them. I almost never use them. And if I do, I, and this is not a, none of this is plugs or ads for anything, by the way. I always go on TripAdvisor first. Look up the reviews. And look at the reviews. And for me, it's the photos. When it comes to a hotel Actual user photos, not the one uploaded. Actual user photos. That's what I want to see because they will show you the photos from the day the hotel was renovated, uh, you know, on the actual hotel doc, you know, on the and actual, it's not the actual room you're getting. It's like, here's no. our sample room at, at its peak. And I want to see, I want to know, did anyone find a bug? I want to know, did anyone see a hair on their pillow? Because <laughs> all it takes is one. That's all I need to know about. And I'm moving on. That's true. But I you can also, on. when you, when you find the best deal, then call the hotel directly and say, Hey, I found this deal. They'll generally match it. They want your business. They don't want to have to give a cut to the third-party website. So That's a there's really a little pro tip for you guys out there. As you're booking whatever it is, you can uh, skip the third-party sites and book direct and tell them, hey, match this price and I'll, I'll give you my business. Mm, I like that hack. Do you have any more of that, George? Any there's more so much travel more, hacks out there? I mean, we could be here all day talking travel hacks. There's a few good uh, you know, apps and things like that that can help you find the best deals. But I found one of the best ways is... You know, you want to, if you're booking flights, for example, yeah. there might be a time when that flight becomes cheaper. And so with Southwest, for example, I showed Ken Coleman this hack and he instantly saved hundreds of dollars and he's like, thank you so much. So Inquiring if you book a, a Southwest flight for $300, yes. next week it may be $200. So if you go in and you rebook on Southwest for that same flight, don't cancel it, just change it, rebook that same flight, you'll get the $100 back in credit. Or to your card. So it's not you booking an additional flight and then going exactly. and canceling the other one. It's you taking that existing flight, rebooking it. That's it. Are, is Southwest the only one that does that? That's the one I've used. There may be others that do it, but that's an easy way. I wish they would I just like tell it. you, hey, 
The flight is cheaper, and we're going to refund you the difference. That would be really nice. I mean, that would be really nice. If so, I owned an airline, that's what I would be doing, Jade. <laughs> so we got to stay on top of it is what you're saying. You got to yes. stay on top of what you're spending. The best hacks always have some effort involved, that's but right. they're always worth it. Oh, I love it. I hate what happened to Judy May, but Sad. it happens to the best of us. Thanks for the hacks, George. Thanks for the tips to save money. You're this welcome. is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100 satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45 percent off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply you are listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshot, your host. I'm joined by my co-host today, George Camel. George, by the way, you have a new book out. Am that I correct? That is true. Yes, it's on pre-sale right now. It's called Breaking Free from Broke. Jade, you're like the Vanna White over here. Here it is. I got it I'm ready. excited about this. This is my experience following the baby steps for 10 years, going from broke to millionaire and helping so many people avoid the traps. Some of them I fell for and some of them I've helped other people avoid. Um including credit scores, credit cards, student loans, auto loans, mortgages, investing traps. I break it all down with research, humor, empathy, hopefully some wisdom. And then I show you how to break free from that toxic system. Um, and it's it's a really fun... I tried to make this like candy while putting some meat on the bones at the same time. Put some meat on the bones. So I'm excited I'm just, about it. You really slid by the fact that you went from broke to millionaire. I mean, you just said that like, like it wasn't a... How fast did you do that? That took a decade. And so this wasn't overnight. Wow. There was no life hacks. I literally, this is so boring, Jade. I just followed the baby steps. I got out of my consumer debt. It was $40,000 in debt. Yes. Started in, you know, my got my emergency fund, started investing for the future in my company 401k. I met my lovely bride, Whitney, who works uh -huh. here. We got married completely debt-free. We had a big down payment. We paid off our house real early. Yes. And all of a sudden, you just look up and you add the numbers and you go, we have a household net worth of over a million dollars in our like early 30s. It. I like and it. So I just want to show people I didn't come from money. You know, my job here at Ramsey was not personality up until a year or two ago. So mm -hmm. people go, he's making a million dollars. I not was not then. and I am not. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Dave, if you're out there listening, make it happen. So I just want to show people that it's still possible in America today, even as difficult as it feels with today's economy and the housing market and all the reasons you could say, I'm not going to get ahead with money. Yeah. It's possible. The little man can get ahead and this book proves it. I love that. And you know what? 10 years, 10 years, you can see that as, oh my gosh, that's such a long time. But in my mind, when we're talking about net worth millionaire status, that is so short the time, the time that you accomplish that, George. So very good. Well, part of it is having a spouse that's on board. So I know that's a, that. that's a big piece of it. And you and Sam, that was a big piece of your story, paying off that's over right. half a million. And I'm that's excited right. to tell people about your brand new quick read. Coming Let, out December 5th, Jade, you beat me to the punch. Let me get it right here, It's called here, Money's Not a Math Problem. Boom. And uh, you uncover all the lies we tend to believe when it comes to money and budgeting. And you help us uh, get the right mindset around it. Because we right. know. 
personal finance, 20% knowledge, 80% behavior. All day. So it's not really about the numbers at the end of the day. It's about your behavior and mindset. And uh, you share your story in this book and you help others get on the plan. And what's cool is with both of these books, if you pre-order, you get three months of the premium version of every dollar totally free if you're a new user. So whether you get Jade's or mine, uh, you get those free three months. And we got all kinds of pre-sale assets to convince people to buy. And I say it's the holidays. I say go on ahead and pick them up. Pick up both of them. Yeah. And Mine's 20 bucks to pre-order. Yours is 10 bucks. 10 bucks, yeah. So 30 bucks all in and you got some life change on your hands. Life change on your hands. Yes, I love that. And we're younger and more energetic than Dave. Well, maybe not more energetic. That guy can outrun me on a, on a bad day. But I, 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 can, I can think we bring a youthful, we bring a youthful energy. We do. To our books and to what we do. And I think if you got younger people in your life, millennials, Gen Z, you know, this right. is the book for them. And we have hair. So there you go. All right. Let's head it straight to the phone lines. We got JD in Seattle, Washington. What's going on, JD? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, speak directly into your phone. I had a hard time hearing you there. Can you hear me better? I can. What's going on? So recently I lost my grandfather. And about a week later, my grandmother was in a really bad car accident. Oh, my I goodness. had to fly across the country yeah, to facilitate like the funeral. And then I moved my grandmother into assisted living um, and also just finished selling their house to actually close this week. Um, my, my mother is fully dependent on my grandparents financially. And with the profits from the sale of their house, my grandma wants to use uh, the money to buy my mother a small condo. Now, I'm her power, my grandmother's power of attorney for a lot of things I'm worried about. Uh, my mother's financial irresponsibility. And if we buy something for her and her name, or if we do probate, there may be some issue that or if we put in my grandmother's name, mm-hmm. we go through probate later on, that may lead to some issues. So the, my main concern is uh, my sister and I want, cannot financially have the capabilities to support my m- mother down the line. So kind of trying to get advice as to what you think would be the best route, especially with getting her a condo. So when your grandmother sells her house and goes to assisted living, how much, what's the take home off the sale of the house? So we got, um, they made around 200 and over 200,000 from it. And of which, um, I, my grandmother, her assisted living is paid for. Okay. I was going to ask by, by pension. And my concern is her, my grandmother's pension, um, covers just her assisted living and no additional expenses and won't increase over her the rest of her life. Okay, so the so, pension is just enough to cover her stay there. It doesn't account for anything else. Correct. And what are what are some other potential co- uh, um, expenses that you see with her stay? At ex- I ex- could, could see in the future her going into memory care if, you know, if that's necessary. Um, I sadly live on the other side of the country. My sister does. Mm-hmm. Uh, does as well and my mom is just not really capable of helping so what would it look like if we took this two hundred thousand and we parked it somewhere and we said this is this is money to take care of grandma aside from the pension because if you yeah. if you foresee that you need that money it feels like that's maybe the better use of this and then you know when grandma's when grandma goes to heaven whatever money is left you guys can decide is that used to help mom buy a condo now or what do we do with that? I, that was my first instinct too. However, my mom would not have a place to live. Um, before my grandfather passed, they were paying for not only her rent, but her living expenses. Why? She, um, many years ago, 
um, she never was able to fully, I guess, recover from my, their, her divorce from okay. my father. And um, when her alimony finished, when I turned 21 and I'm now 24, uh, she never got back on her feet fully. When you say recover, is this just a financial thing or is there anything else in, involved in that recovery? Is she disabled physically? She's not. Um, she's not. It's just she's had a very hard time finding a job to stick to is one way of putting it. How um, old is she? She's in her uh, early 60s. What happens if she lives to be in her 90s? Who's going to cover the tab for the next 30 years? Yeah, that's one of my my big worries as well. <laughs> I think we need and, to help mom get on her feet, even if it's difficult, because that's the best long-term plan for her. Aside yeah. from the situation with grandma's money and do we buy her a condo, this feels like just more enabling. And I want to give your mom some dignity of having a life and having right. some purpose to get up every day. Yeah, we've we've tried to work on that too um, with her. So I guess it's just uh, the reality I find myself in is accepting the state kind of and not really knowing how to best. Well, is your mom going to be in that way? Is your mom going to live on the streets if you don't buy her a condo, or do, do you have faith that she will? F- figure out i have faith she'll she'll probably figure out a a living situation whether it's renting a place on her own or figuring out a roommate situation if she can't afford to live on her own um there's part of this where uh the cord kind of has to be cut or she's got to get kicked out of that nest so to speak and it's like hey you've got to figure out how to land on your feet because it's not just that we're trying to be um rude or ugly or mean to you but we've got to take care of grandma and we don't yeah. have that much. It's, it's not like we're talking about a million bucks sitting here. It's $200,000, which can be gone lickety split um, and may not even be, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's bigger fish to fry in this situation. So when you go to your grandmother and you say to her, grandma, I know what you want to do. And I know you're trying to be generous, but we don't even have enough money to fully take care of you. We need to keep this money to take care of you um, during your, your final years. Does she have the wherewithal to understand that at this point? She does. Yeah, she's very. Um, she wants. She knows my how my mom is, how irresponsible she is. Right. And and I do think that she would. You know, that's a concern of mine. Like you mentioned earlier, what does she do? Yeah. If she yeah. Buying this condo is just a band aid. It it's doesn't actually fix the problem. And there's going to be more expenses. And there's no more money. Now grandma's out of money and can't support her. That's right. So we've got to figure out a different solution. I'm sorry, J.D., you you had to grow up real fast, man, at 24 to be handling all this. I'm proud of you, and I'm sorry all at the same time. Yeah. Get with a SmartVestor Pro and get that $200,000 invested so that you guys can use it for her care. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host, George Camel. And we have been given permission to get wild and crazy, George. Really? Yes. From who? 
Will Rudder, who's okay. over there in the production booth. That's I'm calling him. I'm naming names, Will. This is The Ramsey Show. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We try to have a good time in between taking your calls about your life and money. Um, so do give us a call. Try to get in there, get in that queue, and we will hear from you and try to help you as best we can. But in the meantime, uh, George, I find this to be very interesting. Uh, from time to time, they pull some articles and want us to kind of react to it and talk about it. And I love this one. It says new American tipping culture is confusing, frustrating. A study finds. I thought there was going to be one more adjective. Yeah, there wasn't. it felt like it was going to be a trio. They re- really let me down, Washington I was Post. trying to do a Johnny Cochran moment and it failed. But the state of a tipping in America is, in a word, a mess. Americans are divided and confused over when to leave gratuities and how much to tip for all kinds of services, according to a new study published Thursday by Pew Research Center. Many don't like recent trends such as these added service fees and suggested tipping amounts. Uh, Tipping is one of those things in American society where there just aren't clear rules, they said. There's not a single generally accepted way of doing things, like with traffic lights, where we all know that red means stop. We call it tipflation, George. Mm. Yeah, people are just, the consumers are just expected to pay gratuities. 72% say tipping is expected in more places today than it was five years ago. Part of that is due to technology, right? I mean, you see the, the iPad, they can just add this into the software, bada bing, bada boom. They don't have to pay the workers as much because the consumer gets to take on the brunt of that wage increase. Well, the worst part is where I come from, I mean, and I'm talking about food specifically, in service where i come from you need to get a chance to see if you need a tip right oh, like yeah you need a chance service to see first was it good like, I mean, of course you go to a restaurant let's be clear you go to a restaurant you must tip like the the minimum is 15 percent at a restaurant but if you did a great job i'm going above and beyond i love tipping at restaurants but if i go to a place uh, like the coffee place I went to the other day, which will you remain stand, nameless. You're standing in line. You get to the counter. I haven't even seen order, it yet. And then they go, it's just going to ask you a few questions. I don't even know. Did you get the order right? We and let me tell you what happened the other day right quick. I go to a coffee store, which shall remain nameless, place my, my order, sit down, get the order. And I had ordered a smoothie. And I said, um, may I have a straw, please? She said, we don't have any straws. I said, well, how am I supposed to drink the smoothie? She goes, you could use a spoon. Oh. And I said, well, I wish you had told me that before I ordered it because I would have ordered something different. She rolled her eyes at me. I said, oh, no, she didn't. How can you run a coffee shop and not offer straws? How are you going to roll my eyes at you? <laughs> my eyes? How are you going to roll your eyes at me when I just gave you my hard-earned money? I don't want to be on that side of Jade Warshaw. I'm just so, saying. So you see what I'm saying? If I had tipped yeah. first... I would have been right back there and been like, let me have my, give me my $5 back because mm-hmm. you eye rolled at me. Yeah, that's a tough one for sure. Um, there's a, and it's, there's a lot of confusion too. People, we, I think we all want to be decent, good human beings. Yes. We, we're not trying to be, you know, jerks and stingy, but at some point we have to just go, I'm not going to tip for when I, it didn't require a tipping situation. No, I got my own frozen yogurt. I put it in the well, cup now it's myself. Self checkout. Somebody yes. self checkout asking for a tip. You order something online, a piece of furniture, and it's like, hey, you want to tip the crew? Yeah. No, you have to build in their their own income into the product that you're selling me. Yeah. But it feels so silly that it's gone way beyond just a service hospitality situation. And more, I think the I think the most um, the the craziest part is it's that it's before the fact. 
I think that more industries probably could ask for tips. Like, I'm not mad for saying, hey, did you like your service? Show, show us you appreciate us. But can you just please do it at the end? Can you do it after the fact? That's, for me, that's really where the differential is. is well, let in me the te- suggested let me see gratuity, the service first. it's now gone up. It starts at 20 and then it goes up 30, 50%? No. Yeah. And some coffee shops have just started doing, you want to tip one buck, three bucks, or five bucks. Yeah. And like my you, order- They don't show you the percentage. My order was $2. Yeah. Because they, they, they're playing with your psychology. You go, oh, $1, that's not a lot. Or five bucks, that's not bad. But when you look at the percentage on something that was It could have been a 38% tip. That's right. Hey. Yeah, That's this is a tough one. Do you tip on to-go orders? What's your take on to-go? If it's a <laughs> if it's a to-go order that I have to that I still have to get out of my car and go in and pick it up, I probably won't tip much because I'm like I did everything. Like you didn't do much different. Now, if it's one of the car services where it's like I just pull up and you bring it out, I'll tip on that. That's fair. Like I'll tip extra on that because yeah. I'm like if I still have to get out of my car and go in. I'm still doing like you're still doing the most. There's a lot. Now I will say somebody told me they were like, well, Jade, they have to put it in the boxes and they have to do that. I'm like, but they were going to put it on a plate. Are you telling me cardboard? You can't is win. more work. Can't than win just with these it on people, a glass Jade. plate. I'm just everyone's saying. going to be upset at you. But, you know, we love generosity. What I hate is yes. forced generosity, which is very, very different. <laughs> That's right. And at the end of the day, there's a lot going on because we've got inflation. Right. And then there's the fact that you're choosing to go off site, like go out of your home and get food anyway. So you're paying more. And then you add the tip on top of something that you were like, hey, I was trying to go the cheap route. Like there's a reason that we didn't go to Chili's because I didn't want to do a tip, right? And now- Why I'm doing takeout is because I don't want to sit there and get service yes. and then have to pay an extra 15%. And that used to be a tip of saying, hey, I'm just going to do takeout instead of sitting into the restaurant. Mm. And now they're ta- they're taking it away from us, George. The latest one, I got a health fee added to my bill at a restaurant. Nice restaurant. And it said health fee. And so I looked into it and it said, hey, you're you're supporting the health care for the workers here. And I went, well, that's the employer's job to cover health care if that's what they want to do. Interesting. So they're subsidizing it through uh, the consumers. That's interesting. No. What I, a time to be alive. It, it doesn't make sense. I'll tell you right now. I will always tip when I get my nails done. Always. There you go. Because it's absolutely important to do that. I will always tip when I go to a restaurant because it's absolutely important to do that. I will always tip uh, the Instagram or not Instagram, Instacart, Uber, you know, people who deliver your groceries. Someone who went to Costco on a Saturday for me. Yeah. And went to my house and brought me my 32 pack of water. That's you right. know, they're getting a tip. Yeah. Cause I order, you know, you got boxes of pull-ups, like expensive, like heavy things. And I kind of live out in the boondocks. So it's like, oh, you're driving on these crazy roads. That's commitment. You know, but like to play devil's advocate, why, like, why are those things just default? You tip them. Like, do you I, tip your your like guy that changed your oil change? Like he he did a service. No. That's what I mean. Like it's so yeah, arbitrary. Where, where do you draw the line? That's well, a good point. lucky for you, James, we have a fantastic article on our website called "How to Tip in All Situations," and it's a very helpful guide. And right in there, stitched in, is a YouTube video I did on tipping. So we will link that in the show notes and description wherever you're watching, so you can go check out that article. But it, it's a very uh, in depth article, and it goes through situations where you may tip and maybe you don't need to tip. Well, to James's point, I kind of think where it started is if you're 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 on a wage, right? A, a small salary that they pay you, and it's just kind of known, hey, this salary is low. You really are working on tips. So I think I think I've just kind of felt that okay, if you're let's say you're a hairdresser, 
you might be in one of those situations where you're paying rent to own that booth right and so then the money that comes like if you do my hair part of that fee goes to the Oh, the that's owner right. the of salon the place or whatever and so yeah my thought is like okay like you're not you're probably really not earning much off the 60 dollars that you're costing for my hair let me tip just to make sure same thing with nails it's like i think there's just you kind of know okay they're probably not making like i i feel like i have to fill in the gap same thing with servers at a restaurant interesting like, but james has a good point i mean i just tipped my barber today jade i don't know if you can tell yeah but i didn't tip good. the guy who did the oil change you know why is that? That was it. It's a hands-on job. Look, they should have gotten in when the getting was good back in the eighties. They did. That's true. <laughs> Time to switch careers. Back in the seventies, when, when we set the rules, they should have. It, well, at the end of the day, it's exhausting, and always tip when you can, That's but right. never feel like you're forced to do it. At that point, you're not doing it for the right reasons, anyways. When yeah. you're forced to tip on the screen, the twenty percent button. Yeah. So. That's Skip true. it with a smile and say, have a good day. That's right. That's and there's you. no shame in that game. No shame. No shame whatsoever. And you know, this is my favorite time of year. The holidays are my favorite time of year to do an extravagant tip. Ooh, if yeah. you've never done it and you can afford to do it, go out to dinner, have a normal dinner, and then just leave $100 extra you in that little it. envelope and try to get their reaction. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw, joined by George Camel. Please give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll talk about what's concerning you by way of your money. What are you perplexed by? What is causing you to feel distraught? What is keeping you up at night? We want to talk about those things, help you work through it, help you walk through it. Let's go straight to the phone lines. We have Item. She is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. What's going on, Item? Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. So recently, me, my husband, and my animals all we moved from Florida to Louisiana, mm-hmm. and we've been renting because we were not able to tour any places. Sure. And so we found a place that is it was really nice. The rent is really cheap. But for the past three weeks, we have this neighbor that smokes marijuana, which we have nothing against it, but it's just so strong that like, it gets in her clothes. Yes, get in the house, oh. get her baby, like it wakes us up in the middle of the night. Oh. So we're struggling. Yeah, so we're struggling between paying out this contract, which is around twelve hundred dollars, and move to a different apartment or buy a house. And is it let me or just it's legal there, right? So it's for medicine purpose is legal. And okay. we already talked to the lenders, we they already had a meeting with the uh, narcotic police and yeah. there's nothing they can do. Uh, that, I think, yeah, because, shoot. They won't move you yeah. to a different unit? Uh, probably no. Why not? We have to pay out the contract. Well, they, for what they're saying, there's just nothing they can do. Like, we already had, like, three different calls with them and they're just... It's really simple not, what they can do. They move you to a different unit at no charge. You're not, not breaking money. the lease. You're still a, a renter there. I would fight them okay. and say, I got a baby here. This is a medical situation for my family now that yeah. puts us at risk and in danger. And so we don't want to make this any more difficult than it has to be. All we're asking is that you move us to a different unit. It's that simple. Uh-huh. And if they get funky fresh, I'd get funky fresh by starting to make threats about getting my lawyer involved. Exactly. Because that was my next question. Like if they are like, literally, there's nothing else like moving us uh, to a different apartment. Like, I don't know if... I will, I will lose money if I hire an attorney. Yeah, I don't like, want you to. I don't want you to pay a dime right now 
but I think we need Correct. to escalate this with the apartment and go, this is a bleaker situation than you guys realize. Especially if yeah. there are other units. If they're, if they're, if it's one of two things, if they're like, hey, we're full, we don't have any other units, then I could see them trying to figure, you know, trying to hold that over you. Or if they're like, we don't mm-hmm. have any comparable units to the the one that you're in, you would have to upgrade or pay the difference or whatever that is. But if you know for a fact that there's open units and you've got to push, 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 because the fact is you do have a baby and this is not yeah. good. No one's going to try to tell me that this is okay for your baby to inhale, especially at the point right. where it's in the smell of your clothes. Oh. You guys have to show up for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a real thing. So I would keep pushing very, very hard. Um, don't stop paying rent because the moment you stop paying rent, then you're putting yourself in a, a legal, you know, a bad legal yeah. footing. But I keep when, when pushing. When is your lease this. up? So we, we just moved in. We moved in three weeks ago. Oh, man. So it's going to be 12 months. 12 months lease. That's not going to work. We need to find a yeah. different situation. Either they need to let you yeah. out of this lease for free or they find you a different unit. Now in the or mean, else this is going to be escalated. In the meantime, while you're pushing through this, is there something you can look at by way of like an air purifier that you can keep in your you know, at least in the baby's room, somewhere to, to work through the air in your own apartment? Yeah, so right now we're kind of uh, basically just like sleeping in the living room because we cannot even get into our master room or like nothing at all. Oh my gosh. And they tell us we can put a like a blanket over. No. Uh, somewhere in the bathroom. Have they walked into your apartment yet? It's not going to work. Has no, the staff walked in? You need to say you're coming no. with me right now into this apartment. Yeah, so they said that maintenance walk around the apartment. They smelled some. They smelled the weed, but they couldn't figure out who it was. So there's nothing. Like they, they couldn't figure out who it is. I thought yeah. we just talked about. They've had a meeting about it, and this person is, you know, not committing any crimes here, and they can't do anything. Yeah, this doesn't sound right. You know exactly who it is. Yeah. Have you confronted the neighbor? I was going to ask that. So they tell us not to because they don't. So they said not to because they don't have any problems. They're trying to figure out who it is because they do smell it on the. Because there's like only six uh, people in this, like right now in this uh, building. Well, that narrows and it down. If it, Exactly. So oh, they say they send a letter wow. to all six of us, but they still don't know who it is. Only, that's their, that's only, you can, only you can judge whether you would feel comfortable doing this. But if I had an idea of who it was, I'd probably mm-hmm. approach them and I'd say, I have a young baby and yeah. your habit is really making it difficult for us. And the landlord, I'm yeah. working on it because you you deserve to have your life and I deserve to have mine. But yeah. is there any way that we can that you can work with me until I'm able to work with them to get moved? Is there any way that you can help me out yeah. with this? And it look, they might decide to be like, you know, who are you? I, I care less, you know, and that's, that, you know, but it can't hurt to ask if you feel comfortable even speaking with them. And if yeah, it were me, I'd, I mean, I'd ask nicely. I wouldn't get in their face and be like, look. Yeah, not a confrontational like, would, situation. And I think some, there's something about being like, I've got a young, how old's your baby? An eight-month-old. Eight I have an eight-month-old, and my eight-month-old is waking up coughing to the smell of your marijuana. Can you please help me out? Mm-hmm. And I I would be, that I'd be reading that, that lease agreement. I'd be looking up the laws in your county, in your state, to go, yep. what are the protections to provide a clean environment if I'm a renter here paying this bill. And uh, if they're not making good on that, they're going to have problems. Yeah. And so this is your time to start reading the fine print and uh, potentially working with a lawyer to settle this thing. And 
I hope you can remedy it or at least get out of there and find a different apartment. I'm so sorry you're dealing with this item. Honestly, I'd reach out. Yeah. Item, if I were you, I would start reaching out to my friends in my network. I'd be like, who in my friend group is a lawyer? Whose brother-in-law is a lawyer? Whose grandma is an attorney? I And I'd be like, can you just ask, is, what would they charge me just for them to write me this letter, this this threat, basically, um, to help me out and, and find out without really getting involved, just something that's going to make them feel like, oh, we got to move and we got to do this quickly. Um, so that you can bluff, but not really bluff your way into getting this done faster. That's what I would do if I were you. Ugh, I hate that that's happening, but thank you for the call. That's yeah. crazy. And one last solution is if you ask the neighbor and say, listen, there's a shared wall here, the room you're smoking in. Can you at least go smoke in a different room that doesn't have a shared wall and ventilation so that we can mm-hmm. alleviate this problem? And if wow. they're unwilling to do that, then we got to escalate this. That's just a terrible situation. What, what is wrong with people? I don't know what's wrong. I mean, some common decency. Common decency. The thing is, like, you don't know if it's medicinal. Like, it's, I don't want to say it's probably not, but it's probably well, not. there's a lot of people skirting that law. I think there's we can all agree there. Skirting that law. But it's, I agree with you, George. I would try everything I could. If I thought it was them, I'd come over, I'd be like, I have this air purifier. You know, if you can just smoke next to that, that would help me a lot. So my my, my eight-month-old kid, I would be trying everything. I would go, like I said, to my parents, to my friends, anybody. I'd be like, do you have a, a friend who's a lawyer that can just look at my situation right quick? Because I think we all know somebody that knows somebody, right? It's just like one or two degrees away that mm. would be willing to help out in a situation like that. Oof. I'll tell you this, Jade. I, I don't miss the days of renting apartments me either. it was for a season me either Ooh, i hope that they can get that sorted out soon because that really stinks but let's let's kind of try to shift the mood here george because thank you we need that that was a downer let's go to an upper if you will because i want to talk to these people about the ramsey christmas cash giveaway there we go all right that's 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 more like it ramsey cash giveaway is here i'm talking about christmas cash guys we are giving away five thousand dollars which is a lot of money, especially when you're trying to get your Christmas shopping done. But the best part is you can enter to win every single week and every week we're giving away $500. So it's like leading up to it, you get 500, 500, 500. And then if you win, you get the grand prize of 5,000. And real people win this stuff, JP. Real real people, Yes, I see our team get to contact them and it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. So all you have to do is go to ramseysolutions.com slash giveaway and that's where you can enter like i said enter every week to win 500 and then at the end you'll be put in the drawing to win the five thousand dollars i yeah. love that and we got the twelve dollar sale going that's right while you're at there check R- out the ramseysolutions.com slash store we've got some of our best-selling books on there including some new arrivals like jade's new book money's not a math problem my new book breaking free from broke mm-hmm. rachel's got a wallet and navy it's beautiful the 2024 gold mm-hmm. planner all kinds of things ramseysolutions.com slash store that's right all right thanks for hanging with us that does it for this hour of the ramsey show come back and join us for the next hour of the ramsey show we'll see you there